1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, here we go. It is great to
0: have you in. It is uh, Monday after the holiday weekend. Uh, fantastic to have you with us. I'm Mike Guido on the Landry Football Podcast Network. This is Guido's Gridiron Blitz every Monday and Friday, two o'clock to three o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. You find me on Twitter at Mike Guido, 49 interact with the show. I'll be checking my phone. I'll be checking it up here. You can interact with us. Uh, But again, it is great to have you with us. Hope you had a great holiday. I know I did. Uh, Took some time off, no show on Friday, uh, obviously because of Christmas day, spent a lot of time with the family. Um, But again, hope you had a great uh, holiday weekend. Uh, But before we start, I do want to remind you that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American betting experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. Go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You'll see it. It's going to be right there. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. They're not all legal everywhere. So pick among those gaming sites that are legal in your state. You sign up, and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars in an account deposit match or risk free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com, Click on the ad that's located on the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Uh, okay. Great to have you in today. Monday night football is tonight. The bills and the Patriots are going at it tonight. Um, Bills are in the playoffs. Patriots are not. There are not crazy playoff implications here other than seeding for Buffalo. Uh, So again, that wild card race in the AFC is pretty crazy. We'll discuss that a little bit later, Um, but uh, plenty of stuff to hit on today. I do want to start with this. So Sunday night football last night, uh, the Packers absolutely blew out the Tennessee Titans in Green Bay in the snow, Um, and it was a wildly entertaining game to watch. I think it was all you know pretty it was a pretty good feel good game right it's it's the holiday weekend it's christmas weekend and we get a a football game in the snow it was very festive it was it was honestly really really cool thing it it just was um but 40 to 14 was the final score with green bay taking the win over the titans um the packers look more and more like the favorite in the nfc tennessee falls to 10 and 5 um they are still again tied with Indianapolis. Tennessee has the tiebreaker right now um but uh, so if Tennessee wins, they're gonna win the division uh, next week they play Houston next week. So here's really where I want to go with this um you know I, I I give Green Bay a a lot of criticism. I I do I most of the time when I talk about the Packers on this show, I always say, Well, they just don't do enough at wide receiver. They don't give Aaron Rodgers enough help. But, okay, yesterday what I saw, and again, I want to point this out. I still think that I'm right. (laughs) Okay. Wide receiver is not a good position for the Green Bay Packers. I still hold that stance. I still hold that stance. Devontae Adams is unbelievable. But outside of Devontae Adams, they really don't have guys that can consistently get open. They just don't. Alan Lazard and Equinemius Saint Brown and like they're just they're no names. They're they're you know whatever guys. Devontae Adams is amazing, but I I, I don't think that he could consistently carry the load. He's been unbelievable this year, but I, I don't I don't think that that's a sustainable thing the Green Bay Packers revealed yesterday that they didn't, that that wide receiver isn't their focus, not because they have so much faith in Aaron Rodgers, but it's because they've completely shifted the identity of their team. The Green Bay Packers are no longer an Aaron Rodgers based offense. The Green Bay Packers are transitioning to a power running team. This is what they do. Okay, A.J. Dillon yesterday had 21 carries, 124 yards, and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones yesterday had 10 carries for 94 yards. Okay, the Green Bay Packers ran like crazy yesterday. Crazy. Aaron, A.J. Dillon showed that he can be a running back in this league. We already know that Aaron Jones can be. They've shifted they 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 have shifted Aaron Rodgers had three carries yesterday, right? They carried the ball 34 times. Aaron Rodgers threw the ball 25. There's balance to this offense. This is not a a we're going to give the ball to Aaron Rodgers, we're going to send some refri- receivers out and he's just going to have to hit somebody. No, it that's not the Packers offense anymore. It used to be that way. But I think the Packers got the message after last year after getting blown out in the NFC Championship game against San Francisco. Okay, when San Francisco blew them out last year in the NFC Championship game, it wasn't because Jimmy Garoppolo was lighting the field on fire. No, it's it's because the 49ers had four running backs that could all start, <laughs> right? Right? Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman and uh, Jeff Wilson, Matt Breida. I mean, they were running the ball like crazy. They had all very dynamic backs and they were controlling the game and they were controlling the ground. And that's how the 49ers made their living. And now that you see, obviously they're banged up now and they're playing with a backup quarterback. But because they've become so much more reliant on the passing game, San Francisco's not as good. Green Bay yesterday, despite the fact that Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdowns, despite the fact that Devontae Adams caught three touchdowns at 11 catches for 142 yards. He saved my fantasy season yesterday. (laughs) But despite that, you could clearly see that the game plan last night for Green Bay was not to have Aaron Rodgers control the game. And by, you know, by all means, Aaron Rodgers looks more and more like he's going to be the MVP this year. He looks incredible. I mean, Aaron Rodgers numbers this year after playing 15 games, Has a 70.3% completion percentage. That is unbelievable. He's thrown for uh, over 4,000 yards. He leads the league in touchdown passes with 44. He's only thrown five interceptions. His quarterback rating leads the league at 119.4. Aaron Rodgers has done incredible things in Green Bay, which again, I do want to point out also that it's even more impressive to me that Aaron is putting up these numbers while he has one wide receiver that can consistently get open. And Devontae Adams has not played in all of the, all 15 of those games. He did miss some time early in the season for a number of weeks, if you remember. But Green Bay's identity has shifted. They have a good pass rush. They're good up the middle on their defensive line. They have a fast, young, ball-hawking secondary. And what they try to do is they try to control, they force teams to play their way. They control the clock. They control the style of play. And they have Aaron Rodgers in there. And of course, he's the big threat but Green Bay showed what they are going to be doing moving forward to the playoffs. And it is not going to be this high-flying Kansas City Chiefs-type offense. It's not going to be that. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball 25, 30 times a game, and they're going to run the ball 25, 30 times a game. A balanced attack, power running. That Look, I gave the Packers a lot of crap for the draft that they had this past year. Drafting Jordan Love in the first round. I didn't hate that because, the, look, I, I think they have they could afford to develop somebody as talented as Jordan Love and have it pay off. But they drafted Jordan Love, and that was fine. Okay. And in the second round, they drafted A.J. Dillon, the running back at a Boston College. I'm like, what? you have a running back. That's not your identity. What are are you doing? Little did I know at the time that they were shifting their identity. They weren't trying to play the same old way that the Packers always play. And I've always said that this is the thing that plagues their organization. The reason that they've only won one Super Bowl since 2010, their last Super Bowl in 2010, is because... They brought Aaron Rodgers in. They saw how talented he was and said, look, (laughs) this guy can handle anything by himself. We don't have to provide him with crazy offensive talent because he's Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't need it. Little did they know at the time that he would. You got to give him at least a little bit of a running game. You got to give him an offensive line, which he has. You got to get him some wide receivers. He has one, really incredible one, top three at least. But the Packers have completely shifted their identity now. They are not a Aaron Rodgers do everything offense anymore. This is a very balanced offense. They're showing you what they are. Matt LaFleur's system is working. And right now the Packers look like they're the favorite in the NFC. They do. I mean, compare them to everybody else in the conference. The next best team in most people's eyes is the New Orleans Saints, right? For the most part, or at least for most of the season, we had the New Orleans Saints better than the Green Bay Packers. I'm not sure that that's the case anymore. I'm not sure it's again because I'll, I'll be honest. I think the Saints roster is better. I think their defense is better. I think their offensive line is just up to par. Alvin Kamara, I think, is better than Aaron Jones in that respect. If Michael Thomas plays, he's right up there with Devontae Adams. I mean, it's a good roster, really good. And I would take Sean Payton over Matt LaFleur. Now, Aaron Rodgers this year is playing unbelievable, but Drew Brees is no slouch either. But you watch them back-to-back. Watch a Saints game and watch a Packers game back-to-back. I mean... They, they're playing at two different paces. The Saints look older and sluggish, and they're a little bit inconsistent. I mean, look, they had a great week this week on Friday, right, on Christmas Day, because Alvin Kamara ran for six touchdowns. <laughs> oh, my God. But they, the Saints aren't going to, you know, <laughs> the Alvin Kamara isn't going to be able to run for six touchdowns every single game. Drew Brees did not play well in that game. Actually, no touchdowns and two picks. But the Packers look dialed in. They're consistent. They're balanced. They're playing at a good pace. It just looks like they have everything working. And that connection between Rodgers and Devontae Adams is incredible. And the fact that they could implement another running back to, to balance their offense even more and control the clock, completely shifting their identity for what we've known the Packers to be over the last decade, I mean, that's that's a recipe for success. So today, on um, this Monday afternoon, I feel better about the Packers than I felt about them in a long time but I feel also better about the Packers than I do any other team in the NFC. They're my favorite. I think they're better than the Saints. I think they're better than Seattle. I think they're better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're better than Arizona. They're better than whoever the hell is going to come out of the NFC East. They're the best team in the NFC right now. And I think it shows, and I don't know if anybody can watch yesterday's game and watch New Orleans and watch Seattle and feel more confident in any of those teams than the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Okay. I want to shift to this. I finally, finally have figured out the answer to the Dallas Cowboy quarterback issue. I finally figured it out. Uh, So, Dallas yesterday absolutely crushed the Philadelphia Eagles in Dallas. 37-17 to was the final score. It was a very entertaining game for me to watch being a Dallas Cowboy fan because I've come to the conclusion that it is very unlikely for the Dallas Cowboys to draft a quarterback this year. So, if that is not going to be the case... I don't really want to make the playoffs because I still want the decent draft pick. But if we do make the playoffs, so be it. I get a, I get another Cowboy game that I can watch this year and maybe have fun with. That's the fan coming out in me. The analyst, I mean, the analyst wants to throw himself off a bridge, but, you know, you can't control everything. Andy Dalton this year with the Dallas Cowboys is 4-4. Four and four and eight starts. Four and four and eight starts is Andy Dalton this year. He has a 65 and percent completion percentage. He's thrown 14 touchdowns and seven interceptions. He has a 90.7 quarterback rating, which is not amazing, but it's not terrible either. Andy Dalton is not playing bad football for the Dallas Cowboys this year. Okay. And they are a win over the Giants, and a Washington football team loss from making the playoffs. I tweeted this out yesterday. Do you remember when people were saying every single week, you know, when the Cowboys were terrible and they were losing games, but the Cowboys have won three straight. When the Cowboys were terrible and they were losing games, do you remember people were saying, ho, "Ho, Dak Prescott, his price is going up every single week. You remember people say were saying that. Is it still going up today? Is Dak Prescott's price still going up every single week for the Dallas Cowboys? Let's just be honest about this for a second. The Cowboys in their last six games have scored over thirty points four times, and they've scored over thirty points in. Their last three games, which were all wins, 30 to 7 against Cincinnati on the road. They beat the 49ers 41 to 33. And then yesterday they beat the Eagles 37 to 17. Now, I do want to point out that those are not the premier teams in the NFL. Cincinnati stinks, Philadelphia stinks, and San Francisco is not a playoff team this year. They're not premier teams. But when has Dak ever been known for beating premier teams? Okay, that was Dak's thing, right? That was the biggest complaint we had about Dak Prescott, was that he was unbelievable against the bottom feeders of the NFL. But he couldn't consistently beat the playoff caliber teams. And that hasn't changed. He didn't beat the Rams, right? Like, what are we talking about here? Dak Prescott this year lost at the Rams, at Seattle, home against Cleveland. Cowboys have not been a good football team this year with or without Dak Prescott. I think we can all agree. But the truth remains that The offense is not necessarily struggling in Dallas. Ever since Mike McCarthy has taken over the play calling duties, which was about four or five games ago, I think it was after Thanksgiving, they're 3-1. and And they're scoring 30 points a game. Now, let me ask you again. Is Dak Prescott's price going up? Now, here's the answer that I have for the Cowboys quarterback issues. I think they can live with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Now, that's not to say that he's going to be their future and he'll win them a Super Bowl. But I think Andy Dalton is proving to you that he can sustain an offense and he would be a good mentor for a younger quarterback. If I'm the Cowboys, I feel better today about drafting a quarterback than I have all season because I now know that Dak Prescott was not what was keeping my offense afloat. It was, in fact, the surrounding pieces that put that offense all together. Andy Dalton this year is just the beneficiary of all of that offensive talent. You, If you watched the Cowboys-Eagles game yesterday in the 4 o'clock hour, you understood and you saw firsthand that Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb is a ridiculous wide receiver core. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard in the backfield is pretty darn good itself. And keep in mind, this is all Dallas with an entirely banged up offensive line with backups almost across the board. This is great Cowboy personnel. This is a great Cowboys offensive roster. It is. Andy Dalton can succeed in this offense to an extent. He's Andy Dalton. He doesn't have a ridiculous amount of talent. He's his he's a backup in the NFL. But is Andy Dalton making the Cowboys fall apart? No, they're four and four. They're a game away from the playoffs. Ask yourself if Dak Prescott were the quarterback of the Cowboys today, how much better would they be? Keep in mind. That Dak Prescott in five starts this year was two and three. His two wins came against the New York Giants at home and against the Atlanta Falcons at home on a botched onside kick. That was the Dallas Cowboys. And I understand his numbers were insane. If you're just going by numbers and I'm a big stats guy, I love stats, but if you're just going by numbers, you're admitting to me that you weren't watching the football game because Dak didn't accumulate those numbers until the game was way out of hand and in not a good way for the Cowboys for being honest. So that's my solution to the Cowboys problem. And I now know for a fact, again, I've never seen a quarterback situation like this in my life. I never have, but there is a general principle. There is a general principle in life that if you see a mistake and you see that it results in negativity, it results in a mistake. The wise thing to do would be to not repeat that mistake. Because you're going to get the same result. The Dallas Cowboys should not repeat the mistake that many other NFL teams have. Many other NFL teams have given their quarterbacks 35, overpaid, whatever plus million dollars. They they throw the bag at them. They back up the brinks for their quarterback just out of fear that they don't want to lose him. The Dallas Cowboys should not live in that fear because, A, you know it's going to go poorly. They know for a fact that Dak Prescott is not a $35-plus-million-dollar quarterback. He might not even be a 30 1000000 dollars quarterback. They know that that's going to go poorly. And B, you know you have a backup right here. You have somebody that can sustain the offense while you can develop a quarterback. Think about this. Honestly. If you're a Cowboy fan, or even if you're not, if you watch college football, or you pay attention to NFL draft stuff, or anything like that, ask yourself, honestly, you don't think that Mac Jones out of Alabama can succeed in this offense? You don't think that Kyle Trask out of Florida can succeed in this offense? That Trey Lance out of North Dakota State cannot succeed in this offense. And listen, I'm not Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields are probably going to be out of reach for the Cowboys, but let's not pretend like those are the only three good quarterback prospects in this draft. There are plenty. There are plenty. (laughs) Look, if if the Jets give up on Sam Darnold, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Believe it or not, I don't think Carson Wentz would be a bad idea if the Eagles fully commit to Jalen Hurts. Hell, Dwayne Haskins just got cut by Washington. There are options. And I know that some of the options that I'm spraying out right now don't sound all that attractive. But the point is not that these are not crazy attractive options. It's that the least attractive option should be to overpay Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is better than Dwayne Haskins. He's better than Sam Darnold. He might be better than some of these college kids, right Mac Jones or Trey Lance or Kyle Trask or he, he might be better than some of these guys. He might be. But Dak Prescott is not going to be a better option if you're paying him a super-duper amount of money and this crazy offensive personnel needs to go bye-bye because you can't afford them. That doesn't make sense. And does it, like just look at recent history. What team has paid their quarterback significant amounts of money and I mean in the overpay category and have won a Super Bowl after they did. I'll wait. You can't think of any. After they pay, down they go. Now, Again, people get confused on my position on this because I'm not telling you to not pay Patrick Mahomes or to not pay Russell Wilson or to not pay Aaron Rodgers. or to not, like, No, that's not what I'm talking about. But if you have Matt Ryan, pay him what Matt Ryan's worth. If you have Matt Stafford, pay him what Matt Stafford's worth. Derek Carr. Okay, Kirk Cousins. If you have a, any quarterback like that, right? Jared Goff. Like, if if you have any of these quarterbacks that that are they're not elite, they're good, but maybe they're on, you know, maybe they're close to great, not good. They're definitely not elite, but they're not bad. They're not average. They're a little bit better than that. Like, if you're fighting with that, like if if you're just fighting for, you know, you know they're not elite, but then then screw the market, screw with the market. T- okay. Quarterback, paying your quarterback shouldn't be whoever is next in line. Paying your quarterback should not be, okay, following the trend. It shouldn't be capitalizing on other teams' mistakes. Because, quite frankly, there probably isn't a quarterback in the NFL that is worth $40 million. We've already established that every quarterback needs help at least a little bit. Look, Russell Wilson's second best quarterback in the league. That roster is terrible. Most people don't think that they can win a Super Bowl. Why? Because the roster around Russell Wilson sucks. Why do you think that is? Because they're paying him $35 million a year. It's really hard for them to pay other players especially for a team that doesn't necessarily draft well. So the answer for me for the Dallas Cowboy quarterback situation is pretty simple. Now that you know that Andy Dalton can sustain your offense, not fall apart, you might even be able to make the playoffs with him, especially in a terrible division. The best thing that you can do is not pay Dak, work with Andy, develop a quarterback underneath Andy And then after that year is done, or maybe it's even less, you bring up the kid and allow him to take over, and you're dealing with a quarterback who might be able to just be as talented as Dak Prescott, or maybe even more, and you got him for the cheap, and you can keep all your surrounding pieces, and you can keep this ball rolling. All right. I do want to remind you, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. This is American betting experts. Go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. Sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. That's $100 uh, $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. Uh, it's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Uh, okay. Plenty more to cover today. Uh, let's talk about Jalen hurts for a minute. Uh, so the Eagles were on the losing side of the game against Dallas yesterday. Jalen hurts 21 of 39 for 342 yards. He had one touchdown and two interceptions. Uh, he had fumbled the ball once. Uh, actually, he would fumbled the ball twice, lost a fumble once. Uh, nine carries for 69 yards on the day for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts so far in his career with the Eagles. Three starts. One and two. Let me ask a simple question. How confident do we feel on Monday, December 28th of 2020, almost after 16 weeks in the NFL, how confident do we feel that Carson Wentz was the issue? How confident do we feel? Just to give you an idea of what Jalen Hurts has done in his three starts, right? Or I'll even say this is the, the entire collection of his season. So when he threw one pass in a couple of different games this year, when he came in late for Carson Wentz against the Packers on the road, Jalen Hurts this year has a 54.7% completion percentage. He hasn't thrown for 1,000 yards yet. He has six touchdowns and three interceptions. His quarterback rating is 85.7. And the only reason it's that high is because he's only played three games. Jalen Hurts. Has not been a good quarterback in the NFL, despite the fact that we want him to be so bad. Because oh, everybody wants to be right about Jalen Hurts. We just we we they they have to be right. Everybody's got to be right about Jalen Hurts. Oh God, Wentz stinks. Hurts is going to fix everything, and they're one and two with him as a starter. They're one and two. Okay, yesterday, just to give you an idea, Jalen Hurts had a completion percentage of fifty three point eight. Okay, I'll round it up fifty four percent. He had a fifty four percent completion percentage yesterday. Alshon Jeffrey played. Deshaun Jackson played. Jalen Rager played. Travis Fulgan played. Everybody played. Miles Sanders was uh, Miles Sanders played for the Eagles yesterday against the Cowboys defense. The Dallas Cowboy defense. They are last, or at least almost last, in every statistical defensive category. And the Eagles put up 17 points. Jalen Hurts fumbled the ball twice, threw two interceptions, and completed 54% of his throws with all of his wide receivers healthy. Tell me again that Jalen Hurts is the answer in Philadelphia. Tell me once again that I'm the crazy one. Oh, Guido, you're not seeing it right. What am I not seeing? Actually, let me flip the question. What are you seeing? What do you see that is so impressive? With Jalen Hurts so far this season, because if it's throwing the football, well, no, his numbers say otherwise. He, he really isn't doing well at all, actually. Uh, running the ball, oh, running, running, yeah, oh, yeah, he can, he can, he can run a little bit, but he did fumble the ball twice. I mean. And don't we all hate running quarterbacks in the league? <laughs> I mean, people keep telling me, to, hey, running quarterbacks, they never win the big one. That's why everybody hates Lamar Jackson. Everybody, everybody can't stand Lamar Jackson because he's he's a runner first. You know, let's have a little bit of fun. Lamar Jackson, this is the difference between players like Lamar Jackson and players like Jalen Hurts. Lamar Jackson this year, okay? Is completing 65% of his throws. He has 23 touchdowns and eight interceptions. He's got a 99 quarterback rating. Oh, and he's a better runner than Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh my god. You know in the last four games when the uh since uh since the Ravens last loss against the Titans, their last four games Lamar Jackson's completing 70% of his throws. He's a 117 per uh quarterback rating. <laughs> He's only thrown two picks in the last four games. <laughs> Lamar Jackson has played great. He's played great. But we're all convinced Jalen Hurts the answer in Philly. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Carson Wentz this year was not good. 57 and percent completion percentage, 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. He still leads the league in picks and he hasn't played in three weeks. Carson Wentz, not playing well. But on top of that, keep this in mind too. Carson Wentz, you know, I just said he, st- he hasn't played in three weeks. Carson Wentz has not played in three weeks, and he still leads the league in interceptions with 15. Well, get get a load of this. Carson Wentz has not played in three weeks, and he still leads the league in times sacked. He's been sacked 50 times this year. 50. And he played 12 games. Hasn't played in three weeks. Jalen Hurts has been sacked 12 times this year. In three games, in three games, four games, excuse me, four games dating back to when he was, when he took over for Carson Wentz in week 13, 12 games or, or four games, 12 times. The offensive line is bad. The Eagles problem is not quarterback. I'm telling you, it's not quarterback. You know, we'll make excuses for everybody. Okay. Let yesterday's Browns Jets game, both of those quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, were both dealing with bad lines, with bad wide receivers. And we give, excuse me, we give them a pass. We give them a pass because of their bad situation. Every Carson Wentz, this is the thing that drives me crazy, is Carson Wentz was never embraced in Philadelphia. He was never embraced in Philadelphia. The guy was going to win MVP until he got hurt. And then Nick Foles comes in and wins the Super Bowl off of some magical run. And since then, everybody wanted Nick Foles to be the starter. Keep Nick Foles, dump Carson Wentz. And ever since then, the eagles fans have they've never respected carson wentz they were waiting for him to play poorly just sitting there waiting for it but now jalen hurts is playing just as poorly but people think he's got he's he's a savior because he has a win against new orleans the eagles beat new orleans in philadelphia a couple of weeks ago And everybody's just like, oh, my God, this is what Jalen Hurts is capable of. Jalen Hurts didn't play well in that game either. He completed 56% of his throws, had 167 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that was it for Jalen Hurts in that game. Don't tell me that he was amazing. And, in fact, the, the primary offense that he produced in that game was as a runner. He ran for 106 yards. And, again, that's what you keep telling me that you hate. So, do you really think that Jalen Hurts is the answer? Because I'm going to repeat this again, because I think this is drastically important. Jalen Hurts yesterday, with all of his wide receivers healthy, put up 17 points against the Dallas Cowboy defense, which is historically bad. Historically bad. 17 points against the bottom-ranked, and I don't mean close to the bottom, the bottom-ranked defense in the NFL. Jalen Hurts put up 17 points against that with Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager, all of his wide receivers healthy, completing 54% of his throws. With Miles Sanders, his number one running back healthy. You still think that Jalen Hurts is the answer? Jalen Hurts, to me, is Taysom Hill. He can win you a couple of games, maybe. He's not going to ruin... right. He's not going to make your franchise fall apart. He won't kill you. But he's not a franchise quarterback. And maybe... In a year or two, if he learns how to throw, maybe I'll be wrong. And are the Eagles willing to take that chance? It certainly looks like they are. But just notice, okay, Jalen Hurts will not be anything in the NFL unless he learns how to throw. If he can consistently throw the football accurately, then he can make something of himself. If he can't, he'll be nothing but a gadget guy or a backup. That's what he'll be. At least with Carson Wentz, despite the fact that most people don't like him because of, I I, I don't even know why. They think he stinks. Even if you don't like Carson Wentz, you got to admit, he gives you a better shot at being a franchise quarterback than Jalen Hurts does because he fits the bill. He's the dynamic, playmaking, mobile, accurate, special throw quarterback who almost won an MVP, and you wouldn't have been in Super Bowl contention if it weren't for him. At least you got a shot with Carson Wentz. With Jalen Hurts, it is a shot in the dark. So, good luck with that. (sighs) Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, we had a lot of stuff going on, uh, this past weekend. Uh, you know, the Browns and the Jets, uh, the Browns took a loss. It was their it was the Jets second straight win. Uh, that locks them into the number two pick in the draft. It locks Jacksonville into the number one spot. Um, (laughs) Merry Christmas to the Jaguars. Here's Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) um, uh, oh, that's only if Trevor Lawrence comes out of college, which I would imagine he will, but you never know. Um, but Cleveland yesterday faced a very interesting predicament because, uh, they didn't have any wide receivers. Pretty much all of them were, uh, out due to COVID, right? Jarvis Landry's out. OBJ's out. Donovan Peoples Jones was out. Richard Higgins was out. Uh, Kaderil Hodge was out. like, they were literally, out of wide receivers. Austin Hooper was still in there. David Najoku was still there. Uh like they they still had some guys. Harrison Bryant, uh both their running backs, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. So at least they had something. But and a very interesting point was brought up today. Um that I never really realized. Baker Mayfield yesterday struggled. 28 of 53 for 285, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked four times. It was a tough day for Baker Mayfield, and he took a loss. Baker Mayfield dealt with what Sam Darnold deals with every day, right? Sam Darnold yesterday, and he wasn't incredible either, 16 to 32, 175, two touchdowns, no picks. I mean, Sam Darnold was not amazing yesterday either, but Sam Darnold, doesn't have any weapons or offensive line or running game or anything or a good coach, so I give Sam Donald a pass, which is why I give Baker Mayfield a pass from uh, from yesterday's game. But now we should all see that Baker Mayfield is a completely different player when he has the when he has surrounding pieces, when he has a wide receiver, when his offensive line is healthy and can protect him. Baker Mayfield's a different player. He can actually play in this league. You don't think that Sam Darnold, who's much more mature, much younger, much higher upside, makes more special plays. You don't think Sam Darnold can do that? This is why Jets fans shouldn't panic, in my opinion. Because Sam Darnold, like I said, is not your problem. You just got to surround him with some good pieces. Get Adam Gase out of your building. Hire a competent NFL coach. Draft a running back that can make your offense a little bit more than one-dimensional, right? You get some wide receivers in there, and I mean a bunch of them. Draft four. Draft four wide receivers or something like that in this draft. You got a million draft picks. Make sure Sam Darnold works. Spend on, spend a, one of your two first-round draft picks on a wide receiver. Get a super talent. Get Jamar Chase. Okay, get Jalen Waddle. Get Devontae Smith. Get somebody like that. There's a lot of good wide receivers in this draft. Okay, build an offensive line. You're already struck on Macai Beckton. He's a good player. You got keep building, keep protecting your quarterback. You got, Sam Darnold can be a good can be a good player. Just give him something. Spend some money. You're, you got the second most cap space heading into next year. Spend some money. Get some offensive players. Buy a wide receiver. Buy an offensive lineman. Okay, do what you can. Give Sam Darnold a chance because the Browns gave Baker Mayfield a chance. They traded for OBJ. They got Jarvis Landry. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they got all these tight ends. They signed Austin Hooper. They drafted Jedrick Wills to play uh, left tackle. They signed Jack Conklin to play right tackle. They can protect him. The Browns, their offense is really good. And Baker Mayfield looks good this year. What Baker Mayfield this year is having a look, he's having a good year this year. Almost a 63% completion percentage, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's thrown for almost 3400 yards. He's done a nice job. He's a 95.8 quarterback rating. Now listen, Baker Mayfield, I don't think is special, but he's done a really nice job. And I think Sam Darnold has a better upside than Baker. Baker's much older. Sam Darnold is a baby. You think Sam, look, I I know the Jets are going to have the number two pick and it's going to be really, you know, really tempting to draft a QB. And if you had the number one pick and you had Trevor Lawrence, then you don't pass up on Trevor Lawrence because he's special. But if you're deciding between Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson out of BYU or Sam Darnold and Justin Fields out of Ohio State, like, you got to ask yourself, like, how much better are those guys than Sam Darnold? And if, they, if you were to insert one of those players into Sam Darnold's position now, would they be doing any better? Because Baker Mayfield was the number one pick in Sam Darnold's draft. And you saw what Baker Mayfield did yesterday without, without wide receivers. And he still had, again, he still had Austin Hooper and David Njoku and Harrison Bryant and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. He still had those guys. Okay. (laughs) Sam Darnold doesn't have anybody, anybody even close to that. Jamison Crowder is the closest thing he has to a competent wide receiver. That's it. Jamison Crowder. That's all that Sam Darnold has of anything. And he's a slot guy who's, you know, decent. So just give Sam Darnold a chance. This is why I don't think Jet fans should panic. Uh, Ravens over the Giants, 27, 13. Uh, Lamar Jackson starting to look like Lamar Jackson again. Um, That was a – seriously, he's coming back to life. Uh, Don't be surprised if the Ravens win a playoff game or two. I'm serious. They they are – they're legit. Uh, Bengals over the Texans, it's such a shame. J.J. Watt yesterday was really inspiring to me. The the post-game press conference that J.J. Watt had with the media, I thought was – I mean, for all of for all people that are like bitter about athletes making a big a ton of money should watch uh the 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 presser that JJ Watt had yesterday after Houston lost to Cincinnati I mean that was inspiring that that was just cool he'd be your favorite player if you can't come in and work hard and practice get your reps in and then you shouldn't be here You shouldn't be here. We're getting paid a ton of money. The least you can do is work as hard as you can. Play every day like you mean it because you owe it. I love that. He's like, our fans shouldn't have any faith in us. We stink, but they do anyway. We owe them the effort at least. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, seriously, I've always been a really big fan of J.J. Watt. Uh, Bears beat Jacksonville. That locked the Jags into the number one overall pick. The Bears right now hold the seven seed in the NFC. How crazy is that? The Bears hold the number 7 seed. Bizarre. Uh, Chiefs, close game against the Falcons. 17-14 was the final score. I, look, I, I am... The Atlanta defense is not good. And I know that the Chiefs didn't have Clyde Edwards hillary yesterday, but that shouldn't matter. You still have Le'Veon Bell. Like, the Chiefs should not have struggled that bad against Atlanta. Okay, I have I, I do have my 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 worries about the Chiefs. They are not un they're not unstoppable. I know that their record is 14 and 1, and again, their only loss was against the Raiders in uh, in Kansas City. And can we like let's be let's be really honest about this. Like Kansas City should beat Atlanta by 50. Like the, the, that final score should be 45 to 10. And it was 17-14. Okay, Patrick Mahomes was not amazing. 24 of 44 for 278, two touchdowns and a pick and Travis Kelsey was playing and Tyreek Hill played and Mikal Hardman and Sammy Watkins like i mean he had all of his guys i mean the chiefs just they didn't look like the chiefs i don't know what happened they they, they didn't look like the chiefs I, I don't know i don't know but i would be i would be again very uh you know i'd pump the brakes on the chiefs a little bit i'm not sure they're a repeat team i'm not Again, they're probably still a top three team in the NFL, of course, but I I, I am worried. They they should be blowing the I mean, look, there are so many times where the Chiefs play a team that they should kill, and they just don't. They just don't. I don't know why. Uh, Steelers got a much-needed win against Indianapolis and Pittsburgh yesterday, 28-24. Yeah, that was big. They needed that one. Uh, That sealed the division for the Steelers. Uh, so that gives them a home playoff game, which they desperately need. Chargers over the Broncos, 19-16. Carolina over Washington, 20-13. to um, That led to Dwayne Haskins getting cut. Uh, look, it, Dwayne Haskins, I, I think, has talent. I mean, the guy threw 50 touchdowns in college. Okay, he's unbelievable. But when you're, again, when you're not killing it in the NFL, and your coach at the beginning of the season pretty much gave up on you and said, look, he's not what we're looking for as a quarterback. Your mindset should be, I'm going to do everything I can to prove him wrong in every department, and maybe he'll fall in love with me again. That's what thats what your position should be. But instead, Dwayne Haskins acted like an idiot. It was stupid. He didn't put in the work. When he came back into the game, he seemed very ill prepared. And then he goes to a strip club without a mask and puts the entire team in jeopardy like that. I mean, Dwayne Haskins deserved to get cut by the by Washington. He did. I have no sympathy. Now look, you know, I I, I hope he gets his I I hope he gets a shot somewhere. Maybe he'll go to Pittsburgh or New Orleans or, or something like that. Maybe maybe he'll go somewhere and, you know, f- f- vie for a spot on a team somewhere. But you got to imagine that his, you know, his days as a franchise quarterback or potential franchise quarterback are over. So, uh, Seahawks over the Rams 20-9 to nine, uh, yesterday. Obviously, the Cowboys beat uh, the Eagles 37-17. Uh, Packers beat the Titans 40 to 14. Uh Saturday had a couple of interesting games, right? 49ers uh, I'm sorry, the Buccaneers killed the Lions 47 to 7. Uh 49ers upset the Cardinals 20 to 12. Dolphins that crazy ending, right? My god, 26 uh 26-25 over the Raiders. Um, and then on Friday Christmas Day, Saints over the Vikings 30 uh 52 to 33. Uh Alvin Kamara with six rushing touchdowns. That was pretty insane. Uh okay. Before we go uh, Monday Night Football is tonight. The Buffalo Bills are heading to New England to play the Patriots. The Bills right now are seven-point favorites on the road. Bills right now sit at 11-3. The Patriots are 6-8. Patriots are not vying for a playoff spot. They've been eliminated. Buffalo uh, trying to increase their seating in the AFC playoffs. Um, this one's pretty easy to me. I'm going to take Buffalo tonight. Uh, they should... Uh, mow over the Patriots. The Patriots just don't score any points. They don't. The only thing that would keep New England in this game is their defense. If they could really do a good job at shutting down Josh Allen, it is in New England. So maybe there's a little bit of an advantage there. Uh, You know, the Patriots get to sleep in their own bed tonight, but you know, the bills to me, I mean, the, you can make the argument that the bills are the best team in the NFL in, in the NFL today. You can Josh Allen is just a a different breed of quarterback this year, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, nine interceptions, get a one Oh four point two passer rating. He's done. Un- he's been unbelievable this year. He really has been. So, uh, you know, the, the running game, I think, uh, in, in new, uh, Buffalo is better. The wide receivers are better. The offensive line is just about up to par. Buffalo's defense is incredible. And Cam Newton has played an embarrassing brand of football this year. So, as far as that is concerned, all of the reasons point to Buffalo winning this game. Uh and look, in New England it's going to be cold. Buffalo knows how to play in the cold. So, uh give me the Bills tonight. I'll say uh I'll say 31, I'll say 31 to 16. Buffalo beats New England tonight in Foxborough. That's I'll say that. 31-16, Buffalo over the Patriots tonight. Um, and then obviously we're looking at next week. There's no Thursday game. Uh, the Sunday night game that, the, the game that got flexed out to Sunday night is the Washington Philadelphia game in Philadelphia. Um, so the the NFC East is going to be really interesting. We're going to be discussing that a little bit more on Friday. But that does it for us. Uh, as for myself, Mike Guido, this is the Landry Football Podcast Network. Guido's Gridiron Blitz. You got us every Monday and Friday from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern. Again, you can reach out to me on Twitter, at MikeGuido49. That's at MikeGuido49. Again, this is Guido's Gridiron Blitz. Monday Night Football Tonight. Make sure you tune in. We'll discuss it on Friday. Great to have you with us. We'll see you on Friday.